0: back. We'll be right back. Give God 90, where we're not afraid of the tough biblical questions, because we will dig through the language, the culture, and the history to find the truth revealed in the words of our Creator. Welcome everyone to Give God 90. We are live on a Thursday night, and yes, believe are. it or not, what? Yes, we are. <laughs> um, believe it or not, we extended that intro just a little bit to give us a chance to catch up on the technology and make sure everything's working, and do all the things we got to do so that you can hear us and actually understand us, right? Right. <clears throat> okay. So, um. Got it. OK, good. When um, <laughs> now I've lost my train, <laughs> my, my my train of thought just wrecked. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> thing to have happen, because uh, there's a lot of things that I wanted to talk about before we get into what we're going to talk about. Um, one of them is, uh, of course, you know, we extended the the intro and I hope you enjoy that music. We found I found that and liked it, and said, well, it's free, and I'm going to use it, so thanks to the folks out there who put that stuff out there free. We appreciate that. Um, We uh, had a, it's just been a weird week for me. It has. For me, anyway. We, we, it wasn't as busy as some weeks, but it's just been strange. Um, I've had some really good uh, social media conversations this week, and I've had some that, yeah you know, we're just kind of weird. Uh, I learned something this week, but I'm not gonna say anything because I'm holding on to that for a teaching for messianic Delaware <laughs> <laughs> um they ought, they're gonna enjoy that when um and i and I might revamp it here in a different way because that's gonna need some uh that's gonna need some visuals so it's kind of hard to do visuals on a podcast yes it so is. okay. Um, <clears throat> What else were we Was I going to say about this week It's just been it's, We finally here uh, On the east coast of the United States Have some sunshine Which has been eluding us For a few weeks We've had what almost uh, Four weeks Almost the entire month of February was cloudy and dismal and Rain. Rainy, and yucky, cold Miserable, did I say miserable? Sleet, Sleet snow, snow. All the stuff that goes with uh, typical mid-Atlantic February we've had this year, except warm weather. Uh, but now we're, we're getting some sunshine and looking forward to spring and all that good stuff. If uh, you are new to Give God Nani, don't forget to check out our GiveGod90.com. You can also uh, look for a couple of books. One is Tradition to Truth, and the other is God's Universe, God's Rules. Tradition to Truth, of course, is where we got started. And we just released uh, the Legends, Traditions, and Doctrine of Men video last week. Right? Yes. Last weekend. I think I did it Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember which. I think it was Sunday. Uh, But that's out there if you want to give that a watch. Um, And I will give you this warning. I read most of that. Yes, I did. Because if I didn't, that video would be about four hours long. I can get very long-winded talking about uh, legends and traditions and our denominational doctrines and where they differ from the Bible. Can't I?
1: (laughs) Too many rabbit trails.
0: Lots and lots and lots of rabbit trails to go down with that one. Um, And I'm going to try not to do that tonight. What we're going to look at tonight is how much is enough. And right off the, the bat, you might be able to say, well, you know, you're going to talk about giving money. No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about getting it. Getting money. Got to get your money, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm going to read one verse. Well, I'm going to read a couple verses, but I'm going to save the big stuff for you. You get the hard words tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, good. In Luke chapter 12, if you look at the. International Children's Bible Or a couple other Bibles uh, Depending on your English translation You're going to read something similar to Jesus said to them Be careful and guard against all kinds of greed A man's life is not measured By the many things he owns Now That's not exactly What the Greek Codices uh, record uh, Basically they record him saying Beware of covetousness. And I said that word right for a change. Beware of covetousness. And that is of course wanting something uh, that someone else has. Not like uh, your neighbor comes home with a new car and you look at his driveway and you say boy that's a really nice car. I want that car. Coveting is wanting that exact car that he came home with. Now getting if you think way back, you know it probably would have been more like Uh, I don't know, your neighbor's ox, right? Right,
1: because that was their
0: Because that was part of their livelihood, right? Right. Um, Let's take it another step. Everybody likes to have uh, a well-meaning, devoted spouse, right? Right. Well, after you see someone who's been married for a while and and they turn into uh, what you, on the outside looking in, appears to be the perfect spouse. You know, you want that particular spouse. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to have that particular spouse. That one's already taken. That's it. <laughs> okay? That's the difference between covet- coveting and greed. Greed means you want it all. And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to spend any more time talking about the difference between greed and coveting. Aren't you glad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll let that one rest right there. I'm not going to waste any more time talking about how translations mix things up and confuse things. Well, other than that. So, <clears throat> we're going to move on. And we're going to start with somebody who did want it all. Uh, in his younger years, he was noted for very wise. He was the third king of Israel, Solomon. Uh, began his his career as royalty uh, being thought of as wise. But as he, uh, let's just say, as he dealt with other kings and other heads of state from the surrounding nations, he realized he wanted more, right? Right. He wanted it all. He wanted the best of everything, and he didn't care how he got it. And that actually led to the division of Judah and Israel. Another story, not going there either. But he did, when he was wise, come up with a couple of things to say in Proverbs that are worth mentioning when we're talking about how much is enough. <clears throat> One of those things is, and uh, found in Proverbs eleven twenty eight, he that trusts in his riches... Will fall, but the righteous will flourish as a branch. In other words, you know, if you're trusting what you have, it's not going to go so well for you. But if you are being righteous, if you're doing the things, let's just put it this way if you're living the way the Almighty designed you to live, you will flourish. Uh, Proverbs 15 27, he that is greedy, and it actually does say greedy there, okay? He that is greedy of gain troubles his own house, but he that hates gifts shall live. Now, that doesn't mean you hate it when somebody gives you something. Uh, it simply means if, if you are being greedy and all you can think about is getting more, and more, more, that's not a good thing. But if you are humble enough and you don't want to accept... Um, a lot of charity, let's just put it that way. If you don't want to accept a lot of charity, then you will be better off. Now, both of those proverbs of Solomon, you know they basically talk about money, uh, monetary wealth, having something we can measure as a cash value or a a wealth value of some type, um, gold, silver, whatever it might be. That leads to a really strange question. You might think this is a rabbit trail, but it's really not. Is having money a bad thing? No. Absolutely not. If having money was a bad thing, uh, Abraham was guilty of having a bad thing. He was rich. Job was rich. There's a lot of very wealthy, very rich people in Scripture. Uh, By today's standards... Uh, if we look at Abraham's wealth and what he accumulated over his lifetime, I would say he would make Bill Gates look like a pauper, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really that simple. He was extremely rich. He knew how to handle his wealth and he did it well. He wasn't greedy, but he was rich. We all need money uh, of some type, whether it's us dollars or or uh, what well Mexicans have pesos um uh what did you have in the islands east
1: eastern currency eastern
0: okay, east indian currency um you know something that you can trade of value and we need that to uh, you know if we need food or if we need shelter if we need a doctor any number of things right We trade money for the things that we need, hopefully first, and if there's enough left over, then you can have some of the things you want, right? Right. Okay. But Solomon, you know, he also writes in Proverbs 13, Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathers by labor will increase. Now, that comes from the King James. When you read King James, you have to remember that vanity in the King James means empty, or uh, needing something. It, it's not there's there's nothing there. So if you get rich because you've made empty promises or you haven't done anything uh, to make it worth you being rich, you know you haven't earned it, right? Then you are. Uh, going to end up poor. You're not going to have anything. But if you're willing to work, that's a different story. If you're willing to work for the things you have, if you're willing to work for the things you think are worthwhile, then you will accumulate even more. Interesting how he says that. People always want more, though. You know, we have uh, a friend who used to say that Uh, He who dies with the most toys wins. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Um, She lost, unfortunately. (laughs) She lost. She did not have uh, the most toys when she passed away a number of years ago. Here is the, the interesting thing. Where do we get this desire for always wanting more? Well, as I like to go, we go back to Genesis, right? Every time. We can find any answer we need, typically in Genesis. Eve didn't know she wanted more until the serpent looked at her and said, "Um, "'What's that taste like?' "'Well, we shouldn't eat that.'" "'Oh, did God say you can't eat uh, of of the trees in the garden?' Oh, we can eat anything, but that one we can't eat. Oh, did did God really say that? Well, you know, we really shouldn't even touch it either. Eve gets in trouble every time with we shouldn't touch it. It's a shame. She didn't know she wanted to eat the fruit until the serpent said, You want to eat that, don't you? The idea, the concept never entered her mind because she was being obedient, because she was doing the things she was supposed to be doing. It never occurred to her to be disobedient until the serpent said. Did God really say? Because of that, we have this desire to want more. No matter what we have, we want more. As individuals and as a community. Now, when a community wants more, it's really a... Bad thing because no matter what you want, it's not going to turn out the way the community wants it. Uh, at one point in time, Israel thought they wanted some things like the other nations around them had. And in 1 Samuel 8, beginning in uh, verse 6, if you want to read that, verses 6 through 21.
1: When the elders said that, Samuel was not pleased. They prayed to the Lord. The Lord told Samuel, listen to whatever the people say to you. They have not rejected you. They have rejected me from being their king. They are doing as they have always done. When I took them out of Egypt, they left me. They served other gods. They are doing the same thing to you. Now listen to the people, but give them a warning. Tell them what the king who rules over them will do. Samuel answered those who had asked him for a king. He told them all the words of the Lord. Samuel said, If you have a king ruling over you, this is what he will do. He will take your sons. He will make them serve with his chariots and his horses. They will run in front of the king's chariots. The king will make some of your sons commanders over thousands of over a thousand men, or over fifty men. He will make some of your other sons plow his ground and reap his harvest. He will take others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. The king will take your daughters. Some of your daughters will make perfume. Others will cook and bake for him. He will take your best fields, vineyards and olive groves. He will give them to his servants. He will take one-tenth of your grain and grapes and give it to his officers and servants. He will take your men servants and girl servants. He will take your best cattle and your donkeys. He will use them all for his own work. He will take one-tenth of your flock, and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that time comes, you will cry out because of the king you choose. The Lord will not answer you then. But the people would not listen to Samuel. They said, No, we want a king to rule over us. Then we will be the same as all the other nations. Our king will judge us. He will go with us and fight our battles. Samuel heard all that the people said. Then he repeated all their words to the Lord. The Lord said, You must listen to them give them a king
0: <laughs> give them what they want give the who there was an entertainer who used to say give the people what they want I wonder if he got it from here <clears throat> you know they were warned this is what's going to happen and look you know, he, he tells them you want a king but the king wants more the king will want more than you might want to give. Uh, beginning in verse eleven, uh, he will take your sons. He will make them serve with the chariots and the horses. He's gonna he's gonna make soldiers out of your sons. You're not going to have a free roaming militia anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> they'll run in front of the king's chariot. They're gonna be his servants. They're not only gonna be his foot soldiers and his infantry. The king will make some of them commanders. But some of them, you know, they won't be. Some of them, it's... I don't know if I can... Yeah, I'm going to get away with saying this here. It's easy. Uh, Some of of your sons, they're going to be commanders. Some are going to be cannon fodder. Well, at that time, it wasn't cannon fodder, though. It was what? uh, uh, Archery fodder, I guess. Mm -hmm. is Arrow fodder. However you want to say, they're going to get cut down in war. That's what's going to happen. You know... it's just that simple. He's going to make some of them plow his ground. You know, you're supposed to be growing food, but the king, you know, he needs food too, so you're losing not only land, you're losing your help to till your land because he's going to steal your sons. He's going to draft your sons to be his farmers. He's going to make them sharecroppers. Basically is what he's saying. Uh, he's going to take uh, others to make weapons. They're going to be blacksmiths and uh, other tradesmen, right? He's going to take your daughters. Uh, and here is where I have a problem with most of these translations. And it says, this one says he will make uh, your daughters make perfume. Well, it's not perfume that they're making. Uh, King James says it's confectionaries. What it actually is, is they're going to be making. Uh, remedies. They're going to be mixing the herbs uh, for people who are sick. What's the problem with that right there? That was the job of the Levites. When somebody didn't feel good, when somebody was ill, when somebody had uh, leprosy, they were supposed to go to the priest. The priest would tell them what they had to do, and they were supposed to go that path. This actually says, he's laying right out here, uh, your daughters are going to be pharmacists. They're going to practice pharmacia. And if you don't know what pharmakia is, I suggest you research that word. Others are going to cook and bake for him. You know They're not going to uh, cook and bake for you and the family. They're going to go into the king's uh, service and do these things for him. He will take your best fields and olive groves. You don't get anything for it. All the best stuff goes to the king. Kings are greedy. That hasn't changed in, what, 3,800 years? 3,700, 3,600 years? Politicians are greedy. Let me say that again. Politicians are greedy. I don't care where they are, what country they're from, what side of the aisle they sit on in any parliament or capital. Politicians are greedy. Um, He will take your servants... Men and women. He'll take your best cattle and donkeys. You know, you're already, and this is a place where you're already giving 10% of everything to the Le, the Levitical priesthood because they don't own anything. What are they going to give to the king? You know, they're in real trouble, right? Now you're being taxed an additional 10%. That's what it amounts to. You're being taxed an additional 10% on everything, some of you get taxed even more than that because some of you own more animals. So, you know, the Almighty says, look, if they want to give it to him, but here's what it's going to be. He's going to be greedy and you're going to be on the losing end. Now, a lot of that power, once Rehoboam took over, was uh, found out about and that's what caused the split between Israel and Judah. Remember Solomon in his greed. It was it was the sins of Solomon that created the necessity for the divide among the uh, tribes. An earthly king, an earthly government, an earthly uh, leader, will enslave you. You know that's one thing we don't have to worry about uh, with. The other king that we should be bowing down to, right? An earthly king will take everything you have, including your life. But if we allow the Almighty Creator to be our leader, that's a king we don't have to worry about. You know, we don't have to lo- worry about losing the things he gives us. Because once he gives them to you, they're yours, our possessions. Well, actually, our life comes first. He gives us that. And then he gives us what we need to survive. Now, while we can't enter the kingdom of heaven in our earthly bodies, we can't uh, certainly go there to be citizens of heaven right now, as some people like to say. We can live as if our creators are our king. Of course, the easiest way to do that is to live the way we're designed to live and follow his instructions. You know, we were never meant to be citizens of heaven currently we're citizens of whatever country or place we live here on earth but one day some of us will be citizens of the new Jerusalem where greed isn't mentioned and it's not mentioned because all of our desires will be satisfied there we will experience what it's like not to want Because no matter what you want, you will have. And I'm not talking about uh, a new Ferrari, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not talking about your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's husband. I'm talking about the things that you really want out of life. What do you really want? Typically, people want to be happy, people want to be content, people want to be joyful. Right? When you are fortunate enough to be a citizen of New Jerusalem, you don't have to worry about wanting. Everything you could possibly desire will be yours already. So how much is enough? You know, somebody asked John D. Rockefeller how much money was enough. His answer, uh, I kind of like just a little bit more, (laughs) as rich as he was. And and here's somebody else who makes uh, Bill Gates and and some other billionaires today look poor, okay? John D. Rockefeller was an extremely rich man. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, he had, he could buy and sell large nations today. That's no, that's not an exaggeration. That's how much he was worth. Just a little bit more. You know, he wasn't out digging ditches to make his money. But he did work very hard to accumulate enough wealth uh, to become that rich. When we work and we use the skills the Almighty gives us when he created us for the benefit of others... It doesn't matter if we're doing manual labor. It doesn't matter if we're doing brain surgery. It doesn't matter if we're trading in commodities. It doesn't matter what we do. If we're working and we're doing the things we're supposed to be doing, we will have the things that make us content. Here's the weird question, though. How much time do you spend... I want you to think about this. How much time do you spend to have possessions that you don't have time to enjoy? Now there's a thought. How much time do you spend to buy something that you don't have time to enjoy because you're working to buy the next thing you think you want? Maybe you're buying to pay for the the fourth Thing you bought a while ago, right? Not what you're going to get, but what, you know, you're in debt and you've got to pay for that whatever it was 14 purchases ago and you're just trying to catch up now.
1: Right.
0: How much time is enough? You know, the time we spend, we never get back. And it doesn't matter if we spend it wisely or if we spend it foolishly and waste it. You never get time back. Ever. how much is enough? Well, how much is enough is enough? You know, when you're thinking about wealth, when you're thinking about time, just a little bit more is probably a pretty good answer. But it depends on what we're measuring. If you make that little bit more worthwhile, maybe worthwhile time with your family, worthwhile time with your friends, worthwhile times uh, doing the things that you're designed to do to benefit the people around you, you know, that's worthwhile. That's what typically is going to bring you the contentment. That's what typically is going to make sure that you are doing the things that you're designed to be doing, living the way the Almighty designed you to live. How much is enough? That answer is going to be different for everybody. That answer is going to be uh, different for everything you're talking about, whether it's money, whether it's time. Uh, How much disease is enough? How much disease do you want in your life? Well, you don't want any, right? So just a little bit more doesn't fit that answer. (laughs) How much pain do you want? Just a little bit more. No. That answer doesn't fit everything. How much is enough depends on what we're talking about how you measure it depends on what you're measuring money's easy everybody wants just a little bit more time everybody thinks they got to have just a little bit more you know it, it's a it's an old adage but nobody has ever said I wished I'd have worked more in my life Everybody, as they get older, says, I really wish I'd have taken that extra day off and spent you know, that extra time with the family or the extra time with so-and-so. Nobody uh, that I have ever ran across, and I've run across a few people in 50, almost 57, 58, I don't know how old I am, I ain't 60 yet. I do know that. I've not reached 60. So that's, anyway. But, you know, I've met a lot of people and nobody has ever said, I should say I've never heard anyone say, okay, I've never heard anybody that I've personally talked to ever say, I should have spent that extra day at the office. If I had just spent that extra day at the office, I'd have been able to afford that Ferrari. You know, I might be driving a Lamborghini, but I wanted a Ferrari. Nobody's ever said that, that I've ever heard. Of course, I've only known a couple of people that ever had Ferraris or Lamborghinis too. So, <laughs> yeah, that could have something to do with it. But you, you get the idea, you get the picture, right? Nobody has ever said, I wish I'd have worked harder for stuff. The only thing they ever wished for was more time, more quality time with family. Um, you know, I can remember my mother, you know, when she found out she didn't have a whole lot longer, she said, you know, I always thought I'd have a little more time. Well, yeah, don't we all? But mm-hmm. we never know. We never know. Your father is, is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I only have a little bit, I want it to be quality. He didn't say, if I only have a little bit of time left, i got to get out and work harder, right? Mm-hmm. And I want it to be quality. How does he measure quality? Well, that's up to him. It's his time to deal with as he see fit as he sees fit. When we think about how much is enough, there's certain things you can be kind of greedy about. And if you're kind of greedy about uh, using your time wisely, that's probably not a bad thing. But if you're greedy about using somebody else's time foolishly, That is a bad thing. And I hope this has not been a waste of your time to listen to me. (laughs) Because this really is something you, you need to think about. How much time are you willing to spend to pay for something that you don't have time to use? Have you ever thought about it that way? How much is enough? How much stuff Do you need, before you're willing to say, that's enough? How much stuff are you willing to put between you and somebody you care about? How much stuff are you willing to put between you and your creator? The funny thing is, when you live the way you're designed to live, That stuff never gets in the way. It doesn't get in the way of family. It doesn't get in the way of your your relationship with your creator. It doesn't interfere with your life. How much is enough? Just a little bit more, most of the time. But the, the real answer is how much more do you want? Can you afford to have more? Do you need more? Are you willing to do what it takes to get more? Depends on what we're talking about again, right? Are you willing to spend quality time where it needs to be spent? Or do you look around the world and say, well, it looks a little bit like more fun over there. Well, you know, my neighbor just got that car. I'd kind of like to have one just like it. Hope not. But how much is enough? How much do you want? That answer is all up to you. Uh, But the one thing I will say is you can help yourself find that answer by living the way your creator designed you to live. When you do that, that how much more, or that little bit more, uh, how much is enough, is a pretty easy question to answer. Did you have anything to add to that?
1: Thank you for joining us, everyone.
0: Absolutely, everybody. We certainly do appreciate all of you who spend your time with us. no matter what time of day you listen to this you know we have people you know we do this in the evening on Thursdays on the mor- mornings on Mondays and it's all different all around the world i know it's it's a different time for each of you so wherever you are we certainly appreciate your time till next week blessings everyone Bye.